Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I am so happy you're listening today. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, and I have been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. As we head into a new year, here's some food for thought. How many times have you gotten excited to make your New Year's resolutions only to abandon them? It's okay, you're not alone. Statistics show that roughly 50% of the population sets New Year's resolutions, and yet the majority of those give up within the first 30 to 45 days. In fact, 80% of people who make New Year's resolutions will abandon them during the month of February. I want more than anything for you to succeed in 2023 and have five tips to share with you. One, create a detailed plan on how you're going to ensure that you follow through and take action. Two, get an accountability partner. Three, Attach your emotions to the goals. What I mean by that is, how will achieving them make you feel? Four, set up an app to track your goals or set up an alarm on your phone to remind you to take action. And lastly, five, celebrate your wins. This is so important because when you celebrate it and give yourself a pat on the back, what you're doing is you're reinforcing that positive behavior and you're more likely to continue doing it. So thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Today's episode is amazing and I am so grateful for you. Enjoy the show. William Branham, I'm so excited to finally be talking to you. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. So much better now that I'm speaking with you. So you are a retired Navy SEAL, 26 years in service. Thank you so much for your service. That is absolutely incredible. And for those of you that are just listening, is this your your logo, Get Naked? Because I love that. He's wearing a T-shirt that says Get Naked. It is. is. You're the founder of of Naked Warrior 
recovery. Exactly. Yep. Perfect. Right. All right. So tell us about that. And where did the get naked come from? So, uh, naked warrior recovery. What, so there's, there's, a, a lot behind it. Um, I'm not even sure where to start. So, because <laughs> you went straight in, uh, straight for the juggler. Let's see. Uh, Naked Warrior Recovery is, a, is primarily a, a CBD company uh, that I started after I retired from the SEAL teams. So I spent 26 years uh, in the SEAL teams. And, you know, when I retired, I felt like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Avengers movie where Thanos like snaps his fingers and half the world's population vanishes. Well, that's the way I yeah. felt when I left the military. You know, I have, I have some baggage, some of it's from occupational hazards and some of it's from maybe not so awesome relationships that I've been a part of. And so I had a lot of noise in my head that I was just right. completely out of my control. And I was using alcohol as my medicine to kind of turn down that noise or dull that noise out. Uh, and then back in 2019, I, I had heard about CBD while I was still in the military. I retired in 2018. And, uh, but I was like, I, you know, while I was in, I was like, I probably shouldn't try CBD because it's, uh, an illicit substance. It comes from marijuana, right. uh, things like that, which I don't have a problem with any of, uh, marijuana or anything like that. Although I've never used marijuana. Um, I just, I've never thought it was that bad, you know, especially how bad alcohol is for you. Right. So, um, like, and alcohol is, you know, FDA approved and all this other stuff. And so, so are cigarettes. Like really? So right. and um, marijuana is like a class one narcotic. Yeah. And cocaine is a class two, which doesn't make any sense, right? Zero oh. sense. Yeah. So what what are you gonna yeah. do? I'm not in charge of, of any of that stuff. But uh <laughs> exactly. at all. But but I've never had a problem with it. And I was like, why, why don't the states just legalize it and just collect or the government just legalize it and, and call it good? But I'm not part of the government. I was an employee, a government employee, you know, in the military. So my job was just to, you know, do what I was supposed to do. Um, but when I retired, I was like, I really need to fix my wagon over here. And so I was talking to a buddy of mine. I was in Virginia. And uh, and I said, hey, after lunch, I'm going to see if I can find some CBD because maybe what you have in Virginia is better than what we have in Hawaii. I have no idea about any of it. I didn't even know that it would just barely even legal. Um as of uh, the end of 2018, it became it became legal uh, after the passing of the farm bill. And um, and so he's like, oh, if you want CBD, I've got some at home. So he like he's kind of an Instagram influencer. He gave me a, a bottle that a company had sent him. I tried it. I didn't notice anything when I took it. Uh, and then after, I don't know, that 30 day period of like because it's like 30 servings in a bottle. Uh, I, I didn't know if anything had changed. And then I, you know, I stopped taking it obviously cause I was out and it's kind of expensive. And I was trying to figure out like my financial situation. And, uh, and what I noticed is I started to get a little more angry. Like my sleep wasn't quite as good. Like I started, what I, re what I realized is it that, you know, I say water boils at 212 degrees or I don't say it, it just does. Uh, and I was probably living my life at like 210 degrees. And so over time, I went from like 210 to 205 to 200 to 195 to 190, maybe 185. I got out of that, like that red zone, that's kind of boiling zone, that boiling point and where things were, would just set me off very, very easily to like, so that my fuse got longer. The, some of the pains in my body got less. They're, they're still there, but they're just not as bad. And, uh, and then after I stopped taking the CBD, I, started getting closer to that boiling point again. And some of those pains that I had forgotten about 
started coming back more, you know, the pain was a mm. little sharper. I'm like, what? Oh, maybe. And I, I was like, well, maybe it was the CBD. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. So I tried a different brand and I had similar results. So now I'm like, oh, maybe CBD is my new mission. You know, when I, like I said, when I, when I retired from the military, I, I felt like I'd, you know, kind of lost everything. I lost my purpose. I lost my mission and I lost my team. And so now I'm like wondering, and, I, and it's what I've done my entire adult life. I've been surrounded by awesome people with an awesome mission, with an awesome team and, and an awesome purpose. And now I have nothing completely lost. Mm. And uh, so I'm thinking like maybe CBD is where I need to be. And I went to this uh, business conference and I met a girl in the CBD industry. And I said, uh, I'm like, so I, I tracked her down after the conference was over. And I was like, hey, you're the CBD girl, right? And she was like, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I really want to do CBD. I'm thinking like, she's going to hire me. I'm going to be an asset to the team. I'm going to learn about CBD. I'm going to help sell it, blah, blah, whatever. And she was like, so do you want to do A to B, B to B or B to C? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what those letters mean. I want to do C, <laughs> B, D. And she said, okay, awesome. <laughs> Why don't you just start your own CBD company? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And she said, you are a Navy SEAL. You can figure it out. So I asked her politely for my man card back. And uh, she gave it back to me. And, uh, and, and, and I started researching CBD. I actually Googled how to start a CBD company. Because like, this random person had more uh, confidence in me starting a company than I did it in my own self which was right. kind of cool. And it kind of pushed me in the, in the right direction. And so I, um, I Googled how to start a CBD company. I started Naked Warrior Recovery. But I was like, there were a lot of, hey, kitty, cat is playing with power cords. Um, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, so there were a couple of different names I was, you know, kind of going with. And, um, you know, everything had to do something with, with being in the SEAL teams. And so... You know, if you have, if you've ever seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, where that mm -hmm. that first twenty minutes, that assault on Normandy, well, prior right. to that assault on Normandy, the the Navy went out and got a bunch of uh, guys that could swim, and they knew demolitions, and those guys went out and they they uh, they did reconnaissance of the beach, and then right before that assault on the beach, they swam back in, put obstacle or they put demolition charges on all the obstacles, and uh, and then you know they they blew you know blue paths forward to uh so that the the assault force could could get on the beach and then you know fast forward to the to the island campaign of world war ii uh the navy recommissioned these guys to go out and and blow uh, holes in the reefs so that the the marines could go and you know take back the islands that the the japanese had taken over and these guys were the predecessor of today's navy seal and they were called the naked warrior because they would go into combat wearing pretty much nothing but like swim trunks a k-bar knife a mask and some fins and so that's, that was, you know, Naked Warrior Recovery was a kind of a, a head nod to my heritage as a SEAL. Um, so a little, little history that's lesson so there that you didn't, cool. didn't expect. So. No, I didn't so expect that. And I love it. I love that you're play, paying a tribute to, to that era. Right. Right. And so they were, they were the, you know, kind of the predecessor to today's Navy SEAL. Fast forward to Vietnam, JFK, uh, took these underwater demolition team guys and recommissioned them as U.S. Navy SEALs in 1962. And so um, so that was sort of, so I was like, naked warrior recovery, that sounds cool. And then as I'm kind of going through the journey, I'm trying to figure out how to market, I'm trying to do all this other stuff, and I'm, you know, finding my own healing. What I realized is that I've been living this life of kind of a lie, if you will, 
this life of like hiding my insecurities with like, you know, armor, you know, we go into combat in the SEAL teams and, you know, in the military, we go into combat, we put this body armor on and helmets and, and it helps protect us when we get into not so great situations. Well, in life, I've found that we, we put this armor on and we feel like we're always going into combat. It doesn't matter if it's like, you know, maybe a toxic relationship that you're a part of. If it's maybe you have a toxic family member, someone at work, that's not awesome. Uh, that they always, you're, you always feel like you need to have your, your guard up, your, your armor up, or you, or maybe you have just insecurities and you're wearing this mask and, and hiding those right. insecurities. And, uh, and I realized like pretty much my entire life, that's what I've been doing. Like I would never share with anyone that I was struggling in any way uh, because I didn't want to appear weak uh, because, you know, I was afraid that if I looked weak with my own insecurities, that people would turn their back on me or they would abandon mm. me or they would think that I was weak. And I was like, ah, that's not, that's just not going to work for me um, because I had all those insecurities and all that other baggage that I was carrying around. And so what I realized is I had to take that baggage that I was carrying around off, take that armor off that I was carrying around and get naked, expose myself so that I could find, become vulnerable so I could find the healing that I actually needed. And so that's really what get naked started off as is, you know, take that armor off, take that ego off that you're wearing around, take that baggage that you're carrying around. Some of it you may have put in there yourself, that crap that you're carrying around, but other people potentially put stuff in there. So, you know, I had to like figure out how to like take that baggage off, set it to the side, become vulnerable enough to ask for help. And, and, and so I could find that healing that I need. And I think there's so many people that need to do that. They need to get naked, take that, that baggage off, stop hiding behind that armor, that mask or whatever it is and expose themselves so they can find the healing that they actually need. So that's what get naked originally stood for. And it still does today. So that's the initial version of get naked. Uh, we've I've turned naked into an acronym, and this is a a uh, a presentation I give from stage quite often. And so, uh, I you know naked as an acronym. The N stands for never quit. The A stands for accept failure. The K is to kill mediocrity. The E is expose your fears, and the D is do the work. And I have a whole thing that I talk about when I you know on stage. I'm like how you can use this uh, these five seal secrets, this get naked mindset to improve everything that you do in your life. Mm, I love it. There's so much, so much you said, and that was incredible. Thank you. So, and I love the whole get naked thing. I mean, that just, I'm sitting here soaking it in because it's so true. You know, like if you really want right. to thrive, you've got it, it. It's like peeling everything away. That's incredible. So my first question for you is, you said that you were carrying around baggage and you've always had this armor on. Was this, did, did you realize that? during your time in the Navy SEALs or were you always like that? I think I've always been like that. You know, I grew up very poor as a kid, okay. mediocre mindset. Um, you know, we would have, I was, you know, the free, free lunch kid from first through 12th grade. And um, so, you know, and, and, you know, I had been called poor white trash. We don't play with poor white trash like you, la la la. So oh that certainly gosh. didn't that 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 certainly didn't help oh. my you know my you know my my uh, self my self talk there. Um, no, of course not. And, of course not. And 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 you know, it's 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 interesting. I remember the people that did that. And today they're like, you know, I don't I don't hang out with them or anything because I live far far away. But uh, they certainly have a different opinion of me now. <laughs> of course they do. Of course they do. My only question, the, the reason why I was curious is because 
you know, joining the military is one thing, right? And it's, and it's, it's great on so many levels for people. Um, and I think especially for men, because it does help them to, you know, there, there's certain things that it helps you work through the discipline, you know, that kind of thing. But going to be a Navy SEAL, it's like, what, what is the mindset that drives someone that wants to be a Navy SEAL? Because to me, I mean, I know, obviously, you know, if you're a tough guy, like, oh, that sounds really cool. But holy cow. I mean, just the training in and of itself is is crazy ridiculous. <laughs> so, what was that? What was the mindset that, that why you wanted to do that? And 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 again, thank you so much for your service because we generally need people like you who are willing to to really risk their lives and put themselves on the line. But that's an intense career, especially for twenty six years. So, you know, when I when I joined the Navy, it was I. First of all, I had zero intention of joining the Navy. Okay. I was going to maybe join the Army or the Marine Corps or something like that. You know, there was, there were, you know, I joined the Navy back before there was the internet. Right. And um, not, I'm not saying I'm old. I'm just saying that I'm not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so there were, there were not many, very many books out there. I think there was the movie Navy Seals out, but I had never seen it. Um, and I went to this Boy Scout jamboree. So I was heavily involved in the Boy Scouts. Again, very poor. But uh, the, the because I was so involved in the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scout Association that I was a part of paid for me to go to this national jamboree. It happens every four years. And so we had a handful of kids from Mississippi and a handful of kids from Alabama. We teamed up as a you know, as a big group and headed off to to Virginia to uh, to the national jamboree. And there was a kid in that other troop you know, he already had his whole idea of what he wanted to do when he grew up, you know, kind of laid out. He was like, I want to be a, I'm going to go to the Naval Academy. I'm going to be a, an F-14 Tomcat pilot, like Top Gun, and I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. I'm like, yeah, I want to do all those things. What's a Navy SEAL? And he was like, oh, it's the hardest military training in the world. Uh, they, you know, they jump out of airplanes, they blow stuff up, they scuba dive, they do all these other things. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a Navy SEAL. Good idea, Ferry. And then I come <laughs> back from that trip. And the Navy recruiter calls and he's like, hey, have you ever thought about joining the Navy? And quite honestly, had he called me before that trip, I would have said, hell no. Uh, my whole family's been in the Navy and I don't want to be on one of those big gray things that float around in the ocean. They, the Navy has the ugliest uniforms. La, 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 la. <laughs> 10,000 reasons to not join the Navy, but one reason to join the Navy. And so um, I was like, yeah, well, you know, I want to go to the Naval Academy. I want to fly F-14 Tomcats, and I want to be a Navy SEAL. He's like, awesome. Come on down here to the recruiting office. Let's have a conversation. And so I actually joined the Navy the summer before my senior year in high school, before my 12th grade of high, okay. school, high school. And then um, I, you know, I went through the delayed entry program. I graduated high school, and a few weeks later, I went off to boot camp uh, to, to join the Navy. So for me, like, the intensity of it was just like, that's just – part of it. I was just like, what, whatever it's we, yeah. Cold, wet and Sandy. That's just part of the, the process. So let's go. It was not, um, I had, I'd never had any self doubt about whether I would make it or not. Although I did get injured several times. I did fail the, the physical fitness test the first time I took it actually the first two times I took it. Um, and it took me three years to get to training to seal training. But once I got there, and I got hurt a couple of times. I was still like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> you, you, you can't kick me out. 
I'm not quitting. There's nothing that I'm going to do. And so I eventually I graduated and I, and I made my way to the SEAL teams and I made it an error. And so the D in do the work is something that I talk about. So I thought when I graduated SEAL training, the hardest military training in the world, that once I got to the SEAL team, it would be easier. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, they're not out there like making you get wet and sandy and run around in the ocean and, you know, lay there and, and suffer. But it is actually harder in the SEAL teams than it is in SEAL training. Because I have been on missions, I've been on operations, I've been on training missions even that were 10 times harder in the teams than they were, you know, in training. Because in training, you can, all you have to do is, you know, just w- get to the end of this evolution. You know, it's going to end at some point soon. I've been on missions where I'm like, I don't know when this is going to end. You know, we would go out for like a few hours and we're still out doing combat operations two weeks later. And oh my so. Goodness. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, be in my little wooden hut and uh, in the AC or whatever, or in the with a heater on. And instead, we're like, we're still out in the field doing stuff two weeks later with whatever we have on our back. We would get resupplied, but still. So it was wow. significantly with like no end in sight. Like, I don't know when this is going to end. We're just going to keep going and move forward. And so the, you know, SEAL training is it, like, it's a selection process just to see if you have the mental capacity to push beyond what you think you think you can do. And then when you get yeah. to the SEAL teams, you actually apply that in real life. Right. And, and like for me, I think the most difficult thing I've ever done from a physical perspective, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a gold medalist in ice dancing. I, I used to do triple jumps 30 years ago, you know, all that was hard, but I ran the Marine Corps marathon. And that was by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And I use it as an, as an analogy for myself when I think that something may, seems too hard. I'm like, you got this. You ran a marathon. I ran for almost five hours nonstop. I didn't walk right. and run. I ran for five hours, just under five hours, which is crazy, right? Like he runs for five right. hours, right? <laughs> but, it's, but you can use that because now... I mean, William, you can accomplish anything and right. Yeah. Like you went through that, like, you know, you got this. So from and, a mindset and it's interesting, I still have, yeah. I still have, I still have self-doubt sometimes. Like, Oh, I don't, of course. I mean, it's interesting. I'm, I'm more, I, I was, I was talking to my wife about this. I have more confidence now than I did in the SEAL teams just because yeah. I know in the military things are, they're still structured in a certain way. That right. um, you, there's some still some known about it in right. this world of entrepreneurship that I'm a part of. You know, I have Naked Warrior Recovery, but I also, you know, I speak from stage. I, you know, I do uh, coaching for businesses for individuals and um, mm-hmm. leadership mindset, some fitness stuff, uh, and and but there was no one to like tell me how to do this before. Right. I, I have hired coaches and I've, you know, I've, uh, because I'm like, I, I needed to collapse time to figure out how to do this more quickly. And still, I was like, I still don't know how to do it. And I, you only get paid when you deliver a product or a service or whatever it is. So a lot of like unknowns there, um, that don't really help when you, when you're not, uh, when you're not that confident in yourself. But as I've gotten gone further along in time, 
and got and been brave enough to ask for help, I have actually created more confidence in my own self. Mm, I love it. So, excuse me, if there's anybody out there that's looking to start a business, what is the best advice you can give since you did have to start not knowing a thing, right? Like you just kind of dove in and, you know, like like you're jumping out of a plane. Let me just go for this. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, make a plan. So I I have uh, have a sort of a process that I that I teach, and I call it Five Seal Secrets to generally life transitions because we all go through life transitions. We all go through these uh, transitions in life, whether you you're getting married or divorced, or you have a baby, or you have a death in the family, or you know there's a global pandemic where the whole world shuts down, or you know there's all sorts of like there are transitions that happen to you every single day. You know, I know people have that have been, uh, you know, they show up for a meeting for the company that they're working for. And uh, they're like, okay, we're gonna launch this new product. We're gonna do the thing and the whatever. They finish the meeting. There's an email in their inbox saying, hey, get on this next call. Get on a call in five minutes. They get on the call and it's the 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 owner of the company saying everyone is terminated because the company is shutting their doors. You know, they were like five minutes ago, they were just like, we're getting fired up and educated to launch a new product. And then the, ne- the next minute, they're like their whole identity and security and everything has just been ripped right out from under them. I at least had an idea that um, I was getting out of the military, although I was in complete denial about it. But, um, you know, the, you know what, what I would tell someone if they are starting a business, I would say make a plan. It doesn't have to be a good plan. Just make a plan. And then brief the plan. So step one is make a plan. Step number two is brief the plan. And, and I don't mean like you don't have to like get out a PowerPoint presentation or the whiteboard or draw the whole thing out. Although that's not a bad idea. Um, but just talk to people about it. Talk to people that you trust about this plan, this idea, this business that you want to start. And then do what I like to call a dirt dive in the, in the kind of in the before any mission that we would go out on, we would go brief the, the mission. And then we would come back and then we'd like, okay, be that, be outside for dirt dive or rehearsals or rock drills or whatever we want to call it for that dirt dive. And what we would do is we would go through every phase of the operation. We would wear our, our, our radios, we would put our headsets on, we would get in the vehicles that we were driving, we would sit exactly where we would sit, we would practice getting out of the vehicle, we would practice passing the, the, the communication calls that we would make over the radio so everyone would see it, like what phase line we're at, where we are in the operation, depending on the, the pro word that we heard over the radio. And then we would practice getting out of the vehicle to walk to the target, the rest of the way to the target. We would practice getting a head count on the target because you would, like things can get chaotic at night, on night vision, um, right. you know, weird stuff happens. And then we would practice getting a head count and we would practice parking the vehicles in a certain way to get back in the vehicles because everything looks the same at night. Every, everyone mm-hmm. looks the same. You got like dudes with guns and body armor and helmets and night vision goggles. And, you know, when you work with someone long enough, you you understand what they look like at night without actually seeing them. You see how they walk and like, oh, yeah, that's Joe. Right. Or that's Tom or whatever. And uh, right. and so that piece is easy. But the, the little pieces, these little transitions are hard. So we practice going through these transitions, this dirt dive, and then we go execute. And then after we execute the mission, we come back and we do what we, what, what we call an after action review. We go over what went right, what went wrong, how can we fix it? And then we plan for the next thing. So I would say, make a plan, brief the plan, practice the plan, do the dirt dive, and then just execute. And 
you know, part of that brief to plan, you, maybe you go get a coach to help you collapse time. Like I talked about before, you find someone who's done something that you've done like that before you hire them, you pay them money and say, Hey, can you teach me how to do this? And they'll teach right. you how they did it, how they were successful. And then you take their lessons learned because you know, that after action, they already have these, this plan, brief, dirt dive, execute, AAR, like that loop. They have that that's done. They've done that a thousand times. So you go hire right. them, give them money, save yourself so much headache and pain and whatever. And then you're five years, 10 years ahead of where they were when they started. So it That's just right. shortens your, your timeline to be successful. Mm. That is such amazing advice. Thank you so much. And we're almost out of time, but is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you would like to share with the audience before we finish up? Oh my gosh. I have so many things I can talk about. Um, I know. <laughs> we, could, we could do this for hours, but I'm not Joe Rogan. So, you know, <laughs> you could be, you, you certainly can be. I'm not uh, yet, but I will be. <laughs> well, you, you, you certainly can be. Um, let's see. I, you know, what I like to, one of the things I like to end shows on are if you're stuck in life, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're kind of stuck and, and all the, all the gurus say, um, you know, just keep, keep pivoting, keep iterating, keep trying to get better. And I say that's, if you, if you do that enough, okay, sure. You'll eventually get there. But what I like to say, if you're just continually stuck, make a bold adjustment, do something radical. That's completely, it may even seem like it's the wrong thing to do. And the reason that I say that I've got a couple of examples is, uh, so when I was, uh, was a I was a sniper instructor and when I would be back at the, at the, in the seal platoons, and I would even see this at sniper school with some of the students, you know, they would be sighting in their, their brand new rifles or, uh, maybe the platoon, you know, some of the leadership that had maybe skipped, like had been sitting behind a desk and they haven't used their gun for a long time. And they come back and they're back in the platoon and they're trying to sight in their gun and it's not, they're like, just keep making like two or three clicks on their optic. And it's just the, the, the impacts aren't moving on the target. Um, so I'll come over and I've seen it a thousand times. I'll come over and I'll say, can I see your gun? And I'll just make these ridiculous, unrealistic adjustments. Just like crank, 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 crank. And they're like, dude, you probably just broke my, my optic. I'm like, you're probably right, but why don't just humor me and just go ahead and take a, a, a couple of shots and they'll shoot their three round group. And the, the impacts will move across the paper but actually much closer to the bullseye than where they were when they were just doing like smaller adjustments and like they're trying to walk it in. They've got like 30 rounds and like, it's just a, a group that's not any closer to the impact to the bullseye. And I come over and I do these unrealistic, just bold adjustments to their optics and their impacts move across the paper, but very close to the bullseye. And so then they can kind of walk the, walk their impacts in, in life. We do the same thing. You know, I, I remember hearing Tim Ferriss talk about doing the opposite of what was right. So for him, when he first started off, he was like in like software sales or cloud sales or something like that uh, before he was, you know, interviewing, you know, people on his podcast um, is he would, you know, he was trying to do sales and there was always a gatekeeper, like the, 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 the secretary was always the gatekeeper. And he's like, well, what if I just call from 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. And then I call again from like 6 p.m. till 8 p.m when the gatekeeper is not there, but the owner of the company is there, the actual decision maker. So he did things right. that were radically different and he found success in that. So 
what I like to say, how I'd like to kind of close it up is if you're, if you're stuck in life, do something bold, do something crazy that just doesn't seem right. That's a, that definitely scares the crap out of you. Like, like get naked. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. And I, cause it's like, it's a pretty radical idea. Um, but right. it's also a very a marketing hook as well, but it's also a, a mindset shift. So, um, Completely. if you're stuck and you're like all these little adjustments that you're making, aren't moving the needle for you in your life or in your business, do something bold and radical, make a bold adjustments. And that will help you get closer to your, the bullseye that you're looking for. Oh my gosh. So many golden nuggets today, William. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing. And yes, where can everybody find you? Uh, let's see. If you're interested in CBD products, go to nw-recovery.com. If you're interested in my five seal secrets, the get naked mindset, if you go to the number five, five seal secrets.com, put your name and email in there. Uh, I will email you a link to a, it's a PDF document, uh, that you can download. That is my email address that it comes from. Check your spam folder. It could be there. Uh, and then if you want, if you're looking for coaching, if you're looking for speaking, anything like that, you can just reply to that email and I will get back to you because that is, that comes directly from my, my email box. Um, and, you know, I'm on social media, William. I think Instagram, so William.r.branham uh, or Naked Warrior Recovery, or I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. I don't know those things, but they're, they're out there. I'm pretty easy to Google. Yep. Google you and they'll find you for sure. Well, William, it's been such an, a pleasure and an honor. And thank you so much for joining thank us you. today. And thank Thanks you to all me. the listeners. Absolutely. This was a joy. <laughs> I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.